Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to well, I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Well, well, here we are on Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR 402, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. My name is Joseph Scan. I'm hosting today's program. We have a special guest who we won't mention, but first of all, we need to pay our respects, not to the traditional owners, but to <laughs> Dale Bridge, the Dower Jess. How art thou? I'm, I'm well today. Look, Dale, all <laughs> I can say is you look summery. Well, look, um, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my rainbows in solidarity uh, because yeah. it's, I'm very, very surprised. Hey. I'm not. You realise... I spent most of my life in regional Australia. I'm very surprised at the outcome of the Well, you'll be pleased to know that the Queensland vote was the lowest in Australia. Was it? I heard it was New South Wales. No, 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 no. New South Wales is all right. So, are you going to the party at Trades Hall after this is finished? Oh, who... Well, maybe. You just tell me where the party is. 5.30pm, Trades Hall. Half an hour walk from here. Yeah. Couldn't even catch a train. Mm. I don't think I'll be going. I'm too old. Oh, come on. But, you know, what will I celebrate? Sounds fun. Trades Hall. Party Fun. this yeah, afternoon. I, I think they're going to block the street with all the happiness. I don't yeah, good Coloured, multicoloured things. I'm not a fan of marriage itself, but I'm no, a that's fan what of I mean. equal rights. I mean, when I walked into the when I walked into the 3CR two minutes to ten for my other program <laughs> this morning, they're all crowded around the TV, and I said, "Well, well it's a computer screen, isn't it? It's not a TV." Yeah, isn't that's it? right. And I said, "Well, <laughs> when you get the bloody results, bring them to me, and I'll announce them." And I had to. Oh, Sick good on you. Now, Mr. <laughs> Bruce Hearn, how are you? <laughs> I think. <laughs> Ask me that again, and I'll. Did, uh, did, did little Joe tee up this interview? Did he? He did indeed. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, what did he tell you? Uh, he didn't tell me much. He didn't. Have yeah, to. good. That's, that's good. Right. That's you okay. don't need to know. Your much, reputation precedes you, so yeah, that's, that's, right. that's I'm kind. That's generous. All good. Pleasant. All Look, good. we only have. I'm none of the above, but anyway, that's, that's all right. right. That's all right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll fit in. You know, yin and yang. Now, we only asked two questions. You've got yeah. 56 minutes. Who the hell are you? <laughs> and why are you here? Well, no, 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 no. We've done that. You're Bruce Hearn. We know that. With an E, uh, isn't it? Okay. No, no E on the end. H-E-A-R-N. That's the one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, Dale, could you leave, get this man to leave, please? <laughs> why is that? Well, he's got no E on the Hearn. He's, he's, he's a Irish. It's Irish. Is it? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the first question is, what year were you born? Just to orientate listeners. 57. Fifty-seven. You're a youngster. Yeah, yeah. Six years. You're six years. When was your sixtieth? June twenty-eighth. And did uh, all your mates and family get together? No, No? not at all. I decided. (laughs) What happened, mate? I I decided that was the one I wasn't going to celebrate. What? Nobody celebrated all the others up until then. Sixty. Ah, stuff that. So anyway, well, well, I I went to a friend's. I might jump straight to my sixty-first next year. Exactly. I went to a friend's birthday party three weeks ago, and he had. 
He celebrated his 61st. Right, yeah. So I gave him a, two birthday cards, one with 60 and one with one. Fair enough. 60 months. Fair enough. So you should celebrate your 61st. Yeah. Birthdays are not yeah. for you. They're nah. for your friends and family. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. 57. Okay, and the second yeah. question, you've got 50, yeah. 53 minutes to answer. <laughs> What's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth? Oh, my mm. God. The first thing about being on planet Earth, well, I come from four or five generations from Collingwood. Right. Okay. Mm. And uh, excuse although, me, excuse although, me. Although, although, although football is the opiate of the masses. Yeah, can I ask you two questions? Yeah, You're talking about the same. suburb Collingwood or Collingwood supporter well, living in Collingwood? Both. Oh. Both, you see. And I think, I think my first memory of, yeah. of life was cheering on the Maggies yeah. Yeah. As, a, as, a, probably yeah. as, as a four-year-old or a five-year-old or something like that. My yeah. fa- I, was, my, I was born in Language Street. That's where my family came from. The yeah, house is yeah. not there anymore. It's been Four or down. five generations in Collingwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. you die from the uh, second <laughs> epidemics and typhus? Well, all, the, all, the, all the sewage used that's to flow right, down from Fitzroy right, into Collingwood right, in those days. Right. But that was before my time. Exactly, in the 1890s. And, um, yeah. But I have to say, yeah, I, I, um, I, it, it's, I get... I get amused by the changing nature of the suburbs. Yeah. That, like the, the factories where my grandparents all wor- Sweated, worked yeah. in. Yeah. You know, my grandfather was a bootmaker, yeah. and my my yeah. grandparent, my yeah. grandmother, and my auntie all worked in the textile mills and things like that. And all those places where they worked are now upmarket apartments. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, they cost a million dollars each. Right. And I'm thinking, I don't know if these people who've moved into Connor would have got any idea no, of the history, no, you know, no, and no, um, no. look, I, mean, I know things change yeah, and you've got to adapt yeah, to whatever, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. It pisses me off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the greatest nights I had in my life, and I've had a few nights, not alcohol, and <laughs> was I went, I think, I think I'm right here, I could be right, I think I went to the 1986 Centenary celebrations of the Collingwood Town Hall. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. I still got oh, the glass that I was given that okay. night. Okay. Good, me and good. a few mates. Me and my uh, my, wa- my in the wife. S- in the seventies and early eight, and uh, mainly in the seventies, I can remember going every year. My family used to yeah. go to the May Day Ball. Used to yeah, the May Day Ball. Yeah, in those days. Yeah, I remember the great when, meetings you know? that uh, Gough Whitlam you'd have in the Town Hall. Yeah, you know? it was yeah, like a, yeah. a revivalist yeah. meeting. Seventy one, seventy two. Uh, oh, that's all right. So what colour's Collingwood? I've forgotten. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm awake to you. <laughs> so where'd your dad come from? Uh, Collingwood. Pres- no, he came from Preston. It was my mum's family who came from Collingwood. He came from my Preston. My dad's family were Preston, Preston um, mob. The, the Hearns. Yeah. And my mum's family were McKinnons, McKinnons. who uh, all right. were all Collingwood. So what they you go all the way from Preston to Collingwood yeah. those days that, that's know, big travelling big travelling yeah. yeah. what was he like, like a, what was he we like had to like give a... up his Carlton allegiances too because yeah. well, a lot of people had Preston were Carlton supporters and, and yeah. we, in our family you couldn't have mixed marriages so he that's had right. to he had yeah. to convert to Collingwood yeah well I can't so understand he the marriage didn't last <laughs> <laughs> and now now we know why oh, so right. there you go so obviously he wanted all his yeah. teeth yeah now now well you know he was Right, so what, what, time, what type of dad was Change he? What type of dad was he like? He's all right, all right. Yeah, Just yeah. hard-working okay. old bloke. Yeah. Worked yeah, in yeah. A, what factory yeah, yeah. boot factory? You said no, 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 no. That was my grand. That was my yeah. grandfather. Yeah. No, no. My, my dad was a chippy. Chippy he was right, a. Um, right. And uh, he was a union delegate in those yep. days. It was right. the old Building Workers Industrial Union. Yep, BWIA. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, those old days, which is no, is now part of the CFMEU. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. I assume your dad. And he became a, he then became a woodwork teacher. Right. Because he was a carpenter. The old tape system. And there was a, uh, yeah. there was a shortage of trade teachers in the, yeah. must have been the early 70s, I think. It and was. he was able to transfer to become a teacher yeah. without any teaching qualifications. That's you know, right. without, just, just on the basis of his trade yeah. qualification. Yeah. You know, so. What, Collingwood TAFE? Is that where he taught? No, Richmond High School. Oh, what year? Yeah. Uh, well, the Seven sad years. thing is, the sad thing is... They closed it down. I was going to the friggin' school at the time. You think how pissed off I was. My dad become, <laughs> arrives there as a friggin' woodwork teacher, yeah. you know. Yeah. So at least he was I was there from I was there from 1969 yeah. to 1974. Right. Well, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah. what, him and the middle work teacher used yeah. to get together to make your life a misery, did uh, they? Anyway, change, <laughs> change the subject, Joe. Move on. All right, all right. All right. That's enough about me. All right, no, 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 no. This program is all about you. How about your mum? What was her first name? June. So where did her family come from? Well, her family were, were, were Collingwood. Yeah. Collingwood, mum. Four all, or five all. generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, at least, yeah. I, I'm. I think I'm. I've worked it. I think I'm the. I'm the fourth. I think, and my. Yeah, fourth or fifth. Anyway, it goes yeah. back to yeah. the 1800s, yeah. sort of late, right. middle, late 1800s. Oh, all all, all in Collingwood. They were. They were tough, but there was a. Um, and I grew up with. Stories about Collingwood. It yeah. was sort of the, yeah. the mythology, and even yeah. now I don't yeah. know how much yeah. of it's bullshit and how much of it was real. But was real. there was a, there was a, there seemed to be a very strong sense of sort of working class, yeah. if you like, solidarity and yeah. community. Like yeah. my, my mum says, people used to just leave their rent money on the kitchen table on the That's front right. door open. That's you right. know, because no, yeah. no one owned houses. Yeah. Everyone just rented. Right. Working class people just rented in those days, right. and they just once a week or whatever, they just leave the money on the kitchen table, and the, yeah. the landlord. Had and someone around just walking into all the houses and just collect the money and never got stolen or anything no, like that. No, you know? because you knew but, everybody lived. But what did happen, apparently, there, were, there was a lot of violence in the streets and uh, <laughs> punch-ups and yeah, things, and yeah. my grandfather was forever being called out. My mum says, oh, every Friday night, the bloody, the, uh, the Delaney's. The Delaney's, the bloody Delaney's. Mrs. Delaney had yelled out, Macca, Macca, can you come out and separate the boys? And they're punching on up and down Language Street. Anyway, a different world altogether yeah, now. I assume you can't live. You can't afford to live in Collingwood these days? Oh, no, I've, I've moved into yeah, I've, <laughs> I've moved into East Melbourne, if you don't mind. East Melbourne? Across the road. Oh, yes. You've moved into oh, East yes. Melbourne. We'll go into oh, that yes. in a minute. Oh, yes. I'm a bit worried. <laughs> so you've broken five generations well, of tradition. Yeah. See, Victoria Parade... Yeah, I know where Victoria Parade is. ...was the border. Is. Yeah. And yeah. When, I was, when I was a kid, mm. my family bought a little house on Victoria Parade on the tram line. On the opposite side. On the East Melbourne side. Ooh. And um, Ooh. so there you go. That's so, that was the first so. house they bought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What, and you're still so. living there? Uh, I'm not living there. I'm living uh, near around the corner. So around the corner. anyway. East but, Melbourne. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. That's good to I'm see. I'm not giving my address on air. <laughs> Don't, I know you're going to try, <laughs> no, but that's I okay. Wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. No, you we, wouldn't. You would actually. But no, I'm no, 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 no. We already know where you live. It's all right. It's okay. So how many brothers and sisters? I've got one brother. One brother. Yeah. That was it. Two was enough for your mum. You said Two was you, enough. And you, uh, your mum and dad divorced? After, did you say they were separated? Yeah, they divorced many years ago. How, how, how many years were they together, do you reckon? Well, I was about 18. I'm 60 yeah. now, so yeah. I was about 18 when they split up. So what's that? Yeah. 42 years ago? So, so they waited until your kids grew ago. up and you yeah. could look after they did, the right, did the right thing. They did the right thing. Yeah. They kind of yeah. tolerated each other for yeah. 18 years and yeah. they went their own yeah. ways. Yeah. Is your mum still alive? Yeah, yeah, she is. What's she like? She's very good, thank you. And does she still yeah. live in Collingwood? 
No, she, as I told you, the family moved across yeah, the Yeah, I realised that, but yeah, she, yeah. May have, she may have moved stopped. back. Yeah, no, because no, she didn't no. come from Preston like, no, you, like no, your old no, man. No, no. Well, she came from Collingwood. Yeah, that's what and, I'm saying. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a very fortuitous uh, decision, I think, by my family to, to buy a little house in East, in East Melbourne back mm-hmm. in those days. Mm-hmm. My, grand, my, my grandparents moved, bought their little house in East Melbourne in 1950, I was it? The year after I was born, I think, or 58 or something 58, like that, just a little, yeah. little cottage. Yeah. And, um, yeah, best yeah. thing they ever did. They could build a seven-storey skyscraper there. Probably right? now, yeah. Yeah. On, on, yeah. The, uh, on the 150 yeah. square metres they yeah. houses on. Yeah, 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 yeah well, probably. All go. right, so yeah. where'd you go to school? Commonwealth or East Melbourne? No, I went to Richmond High School. Richmond High School? I went no, no, to, primary I went, school, primary I went school. to Yarra Park Primary School, Yarra Park, which yeah. is now a block of apartments. Yeah, yeah. What was that like as a young kid going to Yarra good. Park? Really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was full of... It was, it, it was the... So this was the... Uh, 60s, and it was part of the, they had this great migration of people from Europe, Greeks, Italians, some Yugoslavs, Turks, whatever. Bloody bolts, they were all bloody bolts. I I actually don't remember many bolts in my school. There might have been some, some, you know, uh, but no, no, it was mainly Greeks Greeks and Italians. Italians, And uh, they were the Albanians. Wog, they were the wogs, and we were the skips. How about the, the Albanians? You know, they used to be the yeah, no, I don't think I had. I don't. No, I can't no. remember any Albanians no, at my school. No, but no, so, no. it's really quite distressing to me in a way that both my primary school and my high school no longer exist That's because right. they closed the That's the primary right. school convert yeah. when they widened. Punt yep, Road yep, yep. and turned it into a block of apartments, and then yep. later on Richmond High School, which was the site of that great siege, and you know to stop Kennett from yep, yep, to sell it off, yep, yep. and the compromise was to keep it as a school, and it's girls. become a de facto private school, school now. Yeah, girls, yeah. Uh, and I was pleased to hear, however, though that the um, the Andrews government they're about to set up a, a separate new Richmond High, High school. school. Yeah. So um, it there, won't be the same. Because the one anyway. where the one near the pool there was, was, was that was there was Richmond Tech. Tech. That's the Richmond one near Tech, the pool. Yeah. And there was Richmond Girls High. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and so right. there were actually four. So you had Richmond Tech, yep. Richmond Girls High, and mm. Richmond High School right. when, I, when I was young. Those so three. how far did you get in high school? How far do you reckon, Joe? Year ten. I went all the way, man. <laughs> There you go. All the way. All the way. All All the way. way. And then I kept going. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You went all the way. All the way. So what year did you you leave high school? End of 74. 74. So all the fun was over by then, wasn't it? No, some of the fun was just beginning, let yeah, me tell you. Okay, all yeah, right, yeah. all right, all right. The conscription yeah. debate was finished. Oh, luckily, well, I just, yeah. well, I just, I just, I just missed that. I mean, yeah. I, I remember yeah. going to the, uh, I led a, um, we had a walkout, I led a walkout of students to go mm-hmm. to the moratorium. What, 72? Uh, 72, 72, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and what happened to so you? So I would have been only, I would have been 15. Yeah, whole, what pushed you in that direction? What, your oh, well, Labor I'm Party's f- politics or something? No, no, it wasn't no, Labor no. Party. My mob were all to the left of the Labor, Labor Party. Party, were they? Yeah. Yeah. No, they were all, all uh-huh. my, my grandparents and my parents were, uh-huh. were, were communists. That communists? Was yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the that was the politics what that I. What faction? Well, uh, were originally Moscow Line. Yeah, sort. Of. Mo, mo, well, originally they were all was all with the CPA. Yeah, yeah. And then there was then then there was um, uh, my my family went with eventually went with the SPA, 
Right. Which was the sort of a, the old school, school that's right. style. That's, that's right. The ridgy didge, if you know what I mean, the old school sort of thing, you know. So, um, but it's funny, my mum's politics, I shouldn't be talking about her, she can speak for herself, but her politics was always primarily based on, uh, loyalties to people. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. If she, if she really admired or really liked a person, she'd yep. tend to be loyal to them. Yep. It wasn't really so much an ideological, intellectual decision. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. so, yeah. So, and, and I've sort of, I used to think that was a somewhat shallow way of determining your politics, but as I've got older, mm. I've actually realised that, I tell you what, it's right. actually the only way. That's right. Uh, you look for people who are, who are genuine, and not only genuine, but when it comes to politics, I think courageous. I think that genuineness, but you've got to have, you've got to buy courage. I mean, my my grandparents, my grandfather was money him. Uh, He became a communist because, you know, he wasn't, he was a working class guy from from Collingwood, wasn't all that well read, whatever, but he recognised, for for him anyway, Mm. the Mm. local communists that he came across were the ones that were doing the fighting for yeah. better wages and conditions yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And on a world scale at that mm. time, and mm. we can, we can, at another time, we can talk about the evils of Stalinism yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. But in, from, a, from his point, point of view, of view yeah. at that time in the Second World War, yeah. the Soviets were doing most of the heavy well, fighting against the Nazis. You know, the you know, so, were you were know what I mean? They were allies. So were allies, they they, he, it was an easy decision yeah. for him to say, well, they're, they're, they're the mob that are doing most of the fighting. People realise that tough it was, you know. They think that all these things we enjoy today were there. They weren't. Yeah, they they yeah. fought for every single one. Because yeah. people forget, you know, we made a bit of joke about the uh, the uh, cholera epidemics. Every year, yeah. until Melbourne was surged in the 1890s, yeah. you would have hundreds of children in Richmond, yeah. Yeah. parts of Fitzroy, Collingwood, yeah. who would die yeah. from cholera. Because, like you said, the surge came down yeah. from the hills. Exactly. And you ever heard of the fear of miasma? Right. It's uh, it used to be a big theory regarding disease. The rich right. used to live on top of the hill, yeah. and at the bottom of the hill you had the fog. Mm. That was the miasma which caused mm. the disease. It wasn't the, the richest surge. Yeah. And you know you're right. It was tough. So you left. Uh, so you didn't, when you got home and you led this uh, Vietnam uh, demo at school, your old man didn't get the uh, cane out, did he? No, not at all. He was very happy, yeah. He was, he was, he was the moratorium as well. <laughs> it was a family thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, what are your marks like at the end of... Uh, look, mate, you don't look at your clock. <laughs> I look at the clock, all right? What are my marks, did you say? Yeah, at the end of 74. I, I got through all right. Yeah, I got so through where, all right. Where'd you go? You got intimated. You went I somewhere went to, else. I went to Monash Uni. Oh, not that rabbit hole. Yeah. Monash Uni. Went to Monash, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. What did you and do? It was the, well, it was the hotbed of... Uh, yeah, Maoism. Uh, yeah, go on. Well, yeah. I, I wasn't a Maoist. I was, just, I was an old school... Stalinist. Well, people used to... People, I could never <laughs> understand why... Uh, my politics was called Stalinist, but Maoists weren't, because in That's fact right. Mao was a great uh, lover of Stalin, That's and right. I never could and understand why aren't they? Yeah. Shouldn't they be called Stalinists? No, they no, actually no, no. Anyway. no flavour of the Maoists. Anyway, no, oh, better um, and but but Monash was actually also a hotbed of anarchism. That's right. And, and some of my some some of my um, comrades, student comrades from that time, I've remained. Very good friends with. In fact, one of my well, one of my comrades uh, who was a, an anarchist back then. Mm. I don't know if she is now. Oh. Is now the head of my union, right. Right. Jenny Ray. Oh yeah. 
yep. from the uh, Nas- what's your Na- union? National Tertiary Education Union. You're still working, aren't you? Yeah, I know. It's so, so why did you go and study at Monash, apart I did from I did revolutionary econo- politics? I did economics. And I did economics? It for, I did it for a reason. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, I felt that uh, being a leftist mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, in a sense, anti-capitalist, it was important for the left to understand economics from the perspective of capitalism and how it operated. So many leftists that I came across had all these great slogans and things, but they didn't really understand economics and they didn't understand uh, capitalist economics. So I I felt it was was going to be important if I was really going to make a contribution. (laughs) Anyway, that's another story. How far far did you get with your economics? Well, I... You got I, your bachelor. I got my bachelor's. Did you get your master's? I got my master's. Yeah, did you get your then I went. Then I uh-huh. went. Then I went and did a law degree. What for? Uh, did you tell me you're doing economics well, wait, wait, for the wait, movement. Yeah, well, what yeah, happened? Yeah, what yeah, happened? No, no. For this, and then and then I went and did a uh, a PhD in industrial relations. So I'm well, a, I'm actually Dr. Hearn. Doctor. So it's one doctor talking to another doctor yeah, here. But uh, look, Dale. But you're the real doctor. Okay, I know. Don't. No, don't I have a doctorate of medicine. Yeah. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you You're know, the real doctor. The real doctor, yeah. yeah. In the academic yeah. procession, you're at the bottom. I'm, on a, I'm on a plane and someone <laughs> so calls for... So a PhD. I'm on a plane and someone calls for a doctor. I don't put my hand up. Look, I'm going to tell you a funny right? story. I'm going to tell you a really funny story. I was on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 1991. I was going to a conference, a medical conference in London, and a uh, call comes over the uh, PA. Is there a doctor on the plane? Obviously, you never answer that mm. call. Five minutes later, there's another call. Is there a doctor of medicine, not a doctor of divinity on the plane? <laughs> True story. So then I went up and just tried to sort out the first class passengers uh, problem. It was hilarious. It was uh, a very funny situation. What had happened is the rallies yeah. put this old lady in first class who was mad as a teacup, mm-hmm. right? They got her in somehow. Mm-hmm. And so we were stuck with her all the way from London. So I had to work out her medication so she'd sleep all the way. It was hilarious. But getting back, what was your PhD in? I did a study of how the mining company Rio Tinto, how Mm. they deunionised so much of their operations their anti, and analysed their anti-union strategy of the 1990s. And how, how do they do it? Well, it was a comp- complicated, but essentially what they did is they, um, it was a combination of carrot and stick, mm. but they broke the unions on a number of issues to demonstrate to the workforce that the unions didn't really have much power anymore. Before they tried to de-unionise, they, you know, in a sense, they wanted to demonstrate to the workforce who had the real power before they tried to de-unionise. And so and one, how once... Do, how did they do that? Well, they, 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 they just started making unilateral changes to work practice and, th- and things like that. And when the un- unions tried to, to object, push back, yeah. push back or whatever, they just held firm. And in, in Western Australia, they, when unions w- went on strike or whatever, they threatened to take them, use economic torts and mm-hmm. sue them for millions and millions of dollars and things like that. And the unions buckled. And once they'd done that, it was all over, over. Because then mm. the demonstration was that they've actually got the power. And uh, mm. but anyway, so what, what what percentage of Rio Tinto's workforce would be unionised these days? Uh, well, see, it depends on the um, what sector. The coal mining sector, black coal on the east coast of Australia, is still a lot of it is still highly unionised. No. Some of it's not. 
a lot mm. of it's highly unionised, mm. but all of the iron ore operations in mm. Western Australia, which at that time it was Hammersley Iron, that was part of the CRA, Rio yep, Tinto yep, Group, yep. they all, all became deunionised, and then BHTP followed, or yep, whatever, yep. and all of that, what they call metalliferous mining, mm. uh, which was once, you know, 100% unionised, Virtually no unionisation at all right. over there. So, it's so is there any lessons uh, to be learnt from your PhD? Oh, there's a lot of lessons, but oh, you've, you haven't got enough time to uh, hear them all, You John. don't look at the clock. You uh, haven't got uh, enough time. I conduct the interview. You. I just want to know a few lessons. Well, I, think the, the I mean, every PhD the has got a summary. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, the, les- the lessons were that there were... There, uh, <clears throat> and what, one of the things I looked at was why the coal mining unions were able to hold on to unionism whereas right. the unions in WA were not mm. and my one of my things is that the coal mining unions for all their mistakes and whatever they had a stronger sense of community and a stronger sense of history of unionism and they made the struggle based on the communities so they involved women uh not just the mine workers themselves, no, and they no. became community struggles against no. the against the company no. and um, they proved to be very successful so your mum was um, right the mum was right. The mums exactly. are always right. Mums you are always right. <laughs> See, yeah, you yeah. need to do a bloody <laughs> PhD, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. You could have just listened to your mum when you were a young exactly. lad. Exactly. All right. Yeah, so yeah. how many years were at university? Uh, on and off. What, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Too many. Yeah, did you ever I've use your law degree? I've lost it. No, no. no I, never, I, n- I never even did my articles. I finished my degree okay. and I thought, well... I'm not quite sure. I don't think this is this caper's not for me. I, I don't really. Says, whatever. So, so what, and, uh, what happened so after you did your PhD? Well, I've ended did up. Did you get a real job? Uh, well, at, at, <laughs> at times I've had a couple. I've had a three. I've had three real jobs. Yeah. Uh, most of my life, I've actually been a full-time musician, which I didn't need any of those degrees. But in between bouts uh, of being uh, a musician, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm a bit. I'm a bit concerned. A bit confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah it you, is confusing. you do your bachelor, you do your master's, yeah. you do your PhD, yeah. you do yeah. your law degree. Where do I fit the full-time musician? And then no, no, no. And then no. you tell me you're a bloody musician. Yeah, yeah. we've wasted yeah. as a taxpayer. Yeah. I pay tax. Yeah. I've wasted all this money well, educating you with yeah, a capital yeah. E. Yeah. No, no. Well, I've, I have. I mean, I mean. In between, and then you tell me you're a bloody musician. In between that, or alongside that, or whatever, I work. I worked for uh, two or three years when I first finished my de- my economics degree uh, as a union organiser for the old BWIU yep, yep. up in Sydney right. and uh, and then I left that and became a musician for s- about six years just a second just a second I'm a bit confused there yeah, you, yeah. You can't, your life sounds white like an idyllic white middle class <laughs> upbringing you know for communist yeah, dad is. mum you know yeah, 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 where did all yeah. this music shit start well, well what happened did somebody well, give you a guitar no, when you were a kid well my mother amongst other things right. my mother and my auntie yeah. had also been <laughs> Cabaret singers. Cabaret singers. Well, yeah, singing sort of. They Not used your type of cabaret. And Gail. they used to do a lot of singing. In fact, as I said, they came from a communist family. Yeah, they also yeah. used to do a lot of singing. There used to be an organisation called the Eureka Youth League. That's right. And they used and to. New theater, and a new theatre. And a new theatre and all yeah. that. And they, used, they were involved in all of that. But then right. as they got older, they became cabaret singers and, right. and they actually did a little tour up to uh, the Gold Coast and right. played at a Surface Paradise and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but then when my mum got married and settled down, she gave it away. She didn't want to so do so it. So did didn't the, her family tread the boards, did they, before? Or yeah. was there something she picked up with her sister? Or yeah, her and her sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in, in those family history of In those days, a lot of, of working-class families would send, if they, ha- if they could afford it, yeah. they'd send their kids to 
particularly girls, to learn how to dance, yeah. learn how to sing, yeah. and, and that yeah. was very much culturally that was the thing you did. And no, uh, no. so my brother and I got our singing, our listening from my mum. What and listening or, or listening what? and singing with her, like in, just at her. home, you know, like okay, we'd be doing the, we'd be, be doing the dishes. a few bars of something you did as a kid. With <clears> as a kid mom. with my mum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd like to buy a paper doll that I can call my own. A doll that other fellows cannot steal. But when those flirty, flirty guys with their flirty, flirty eyes will have to flirt with dollies that are real. Bum, 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 bum. That's an old Mills Brothers, uh, Mills Brothers uh, tune. So we, I used to sing Mills Brothers and Ink Spot songs oh, and things like that with my mum. Uh, yeah, Look, it's yeah. 4.30. This is Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3CR. .org.au We have a failed intellectual <laughs> but a brilliant musician to interview for the next 27 uh, minutes. I'm yeah. amazed. Yeah, so yeah. Did, you, did you go to music classes or singing classes? No, no not singing classes. No. I, said, I just learned my singing from doing it at home yeah, with no. yes, mainly singing with my mum and then my brother and I, we sort of developed doing a lot of harmonies with each other, you know. Oh, so, well, and then, well, what's the age difference between you two? I'm three years older. Three years yeah, older. So what, yeah. you bashed him into doing the harmonies, did you? Basically, or? yeah. Basically, yeah. 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 Give us a harmony. And, uh, well, how can I do a harmony with myself? <laughs> I know. Dale's here. Dale's here. She's anyway, when I, um, when, I left, when I left working with the BWIU, this was in 81, yeah. right? Yeah. I came back to Melbourne and I uh, didn't know what I was going to do. I was going to bum, bum around and yeah, I yeah. thought, oh, I've saved up a bit of money. I might go overseas and just hitchhike around the world for, can I for ask a bit. You, can I ask you a question? In yeah. 1981, do we still have the professional dole office that people like you and I used to go to? Uh, yeah, they would have. Yeah, would have. Yeah, because it was, wasn't too bad being unemployed in 1981. No, but I don't, <laughs> I don't recall that I was on it for. I might have been on it for a little while, but not for long. Because when I came back to Melbourne and and I was going to, I was going to head overseas, and then yeah. my brother said to me, he "said Oh, look, I'm thinking of putting together a band." And uh-huh. I never really thought of uh-huh. music was something I did for fun, yeah. or as I said in my teens, uh-huh. my brother and I we often used to sing and do music yeah. at political things yep, like yep, you yep, know yep. rallies or you or know May Day yeah, or yeah, so, yeah. things like that you know. Yeah. And I never thought of it as a profession. As a profession, yeah. never never occurred to me. Anyway, yeah. we've he said I'm into this ska music. Ska music. You know, I said mm. what's I scratched my head at this <laughs> time. This is in '81. What's ska? You know, yeah. and then I discovered bands like. Like the specials, and then I found that it came from Jamaica, and yeah. and at that time there was a, a British label in the UK called Two Tone Records, which was a political statement about anti-racism, about blacks and whites playing together, and so you know we formed this band called Strange Tenants, which became, well, this sort of Australian at that time, uh, sort of scar scar band, and yeah, and yeah. we we just. We're just working straight away. Can the I time ask, we just, we, yeah, we just, you know, you, why strange tenants? Who picked the name? You or your brother? No, well, we had a bit of a group dis- group discussion. Well, we the, used the, to between two of you. No, we, who we, else was in the band? Well, it's a six, it's a six or seven piece band at this right. stage, and we had. Who we, did you have? Who did you have? Oh, not the name, just what 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 instrument? Oh well, see, ska music is very. We had I we didn't we had a we had a sax player. We didn't have a trumpet player. We said we need a trumpet player. So I said I'll go and get it. I'll play trumpet. I never played trumpet right. I went out and bought a trumpet and then just taught myself so we had sax we had trumpet we yeah. had keyboards guitar bass drums right. and right. my brother and I are doing the singing you know? so yeah. it's a big band yeah. and um, 
And uh, we were, I've lost track of what I was saying there. But anyway, I mean, you've got, you got a lot of work Straight quickly. away, straight yeah. away. The, yeah. We put out a little independent record, and in fact, Paul Elliott, who works here at 3CR, helped us organise our very not first the, record. Not bloody Dr Gonzo. Exactly. Oh. And uh, he, helped us, to be he helped us get our very first yeah. record together, yeah. and this was yeah. in 82, early yeah. 82. Yeah. And I did that for the next six years, wow. full time. We are just touring all around Australia all the time. and Yeah. We, um, yeah. And we, we actually still, we're still going. Hang on, 36 hang on. years. Yeah, yeah, now, wait a minute. We're go still back. going. I don't care. Uh, we, don't do ma- we don't do many yeah. gigs, though. Well, the thing is, we, we work up to it. Right? Yeah, okay, so that's all right. I've got to right. fill in the time. That's why I'm yeah, watching the right. clock, okay. Okay? okay? You're a professional. You know how it goes. I know. All right, you know. When you're doing those pub gigs and you're looking at the clock through the corner of your eye and they're throwing bottles at you. Yeah. So, how long did this band last for? Well, the band's lasted for no, 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 no. But I mean, years. but I mean, as full a work, time, as a full-time full working time, band. it went for about six years. Six years. Yeah. And you made enough money? Oh, well, we got, we got. The whole economics of the music industry back then was. Yeah. Can you swear on? on yeah, can, swear. Can you, it was fucked. Right. Um, basically, what we were earning yeah. really good money. Right. Like, like if I told you how much, I'm trying to think of it. We were earning. This is back in yeah, the right. early '80s. Yeah. Like, we would be earning between. Ten to fifteen thousand a week. A week. This is a band. This right? is a strange, a strange, strange tenants. Yeah. We were playing all around Australia, right. but yeah. what people don't realise, we had a seven-piece band. Right. We had a three-man road crew. So there's ten of us <laughs> ten. for starters. Yeah. We had to have a Tarago bus to hire. Yeah. We then had to hire a truck <laughs> with a PA system. And a lighting rig. Right. The the economics of the music industry back in those days was that yeah. every gig you went to, the band had to provide the PA yeah. and the lighting rig, right. and the sound guy and the lighting guy right. and the lager. So every every gig you'd go to in the afternoon, you'd be moving in one PA, and yeah. the band that was there the night before, they'd be taking out their PA, and, and the bands were paying for the whole lot. Yeah. So we were earning relatively in today's money. Not a fortune, but a lot. Uh, but we will probably end up getting about 150 bucks each a week. A week, you yeah. know. Uh, um, you know, which, can't which, which, pay, can't which was pay, all right back but, then. But, but you, it can't wasn't even, a, you can't you know, even pay tax on that. No, no, it's not no. So even we scraped a living, but we were young. And so, we were so fun, what, you know what, 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 what kind of led to the you? You know, stopping professional, just to be honest, realities or love no, or something. Or? No, well, no, 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 no. To be honest, we actually. My, bro- my brother and I, in particular, we actually got bored. You got bored. If you just, because particularly if you're just touring and you're playing in right. pubs after pub right. and travelling all the time, time yeah. it's very exhausting. I mean, it's great. You're living the life of a gypsy, yeah. and it's when you're young, it's fantastic. But after a while, uh, I just felt as if I was becoming brain dead. Right, I could say when you're particularly because it's focusing in pubs yeah, and yeah, alcohol yeah. and yeah. drugs and all. Yeah. Not, not that I'm a, I've never really been much of a partaker, but it's all happening all around you, and yeah. you, so you're spending yeah. all your time talking to people who are pissed or yeah. off their face, yeah. night after night after night yeah. after night, and then driving day after day. And you've got a PhD, you know. You know? Yeah. Well, no, 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 that's, I didn't no, have that stage. No, 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 I, no, I did all that after I we after, stopped playing. After, yeah, yeah, after, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, I'm, we, we. I remember once we did a gig. We did a gig in Adelaide. Yeah. And then we drove non-stop, yeah. when I say non-stop, my brother and I yeah. changing drivers, but we drove non-stop for 24 hours from Adelaide to Townsville to do a gig. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, pay for the bloody petrol. 
why? <laughs> I don't know. And how we weren't killed, you know. And uh, there weren't there were a couple of bad accidents with musicians and roadies getting killed in those days. And how there weren't a lot more because um, anyway. But so then you went on your academic career. After well, that. I, I I went and 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 studied further, and then I worked as an economist. You worked as an economist. Yeah, for the Commonwealth Treasury. You had under under Keating when Keating was treasurer. You had a dream job, mate. You well, realise that if I you ha- if you stuck <laughs> there, you could have retired at fifty five, mate. I could have. I know. I should have. What happened? I should have. What happened? To be honest, I couldn't stand working in the public service. Why not? If you've, can you imagine this? If you've lived the life of a gypsy, <laughs> you know, playing and partying on, and then sleeping and getting up at three the next day, and all that sort of thing, and all of a sudden. You're in a, this regimented, mm-hmm. you've got to be work and, you know, and clock on and oh, clock off. Sydney, and all this is in Canberra. Oh, beautiful. And I remember, I remember, someone, <laughs> I remember someone saying to me in Canberra, in, in Treasury, they said, Bruce, you're not really a Treasury person, are you? <laughs> <laughs> what were you smoking and in I, the job? No, no, but I, I, at, at the time, I wasn't quite sure if they were having a go at me, but I, t- yeah. I took it as a compliment. Yeah. yeah. How old were so, you? Then? Well, this was uh, 90 to 92, thereabouts, so I was, mate, I don't know how old mate, was I, I don't you know. You don't know what you're missing. Early either. 30s, I oh, was. I've got, I've got mates who retired at, was it 54, 11 or something? Oh, I don't know. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Anyway, anyway, unbelievable. So I decided there and then, the only way I was, if I was going to have a job that paid money, yeah, yeah, yeah. the only job that I reckon I could possibly do would uh-huh. be an academic job. Academic. Then, you then, thought academics make money? Well, no. <laughs> I don't mean a lot of money, but I mean a salary each uh, week stable, or yeah, fortnight, yeah, yeah. stable income, yeah. but one where you had relative, yeah. a certain re- degree of Dream autonomy. Of getting your life No, no, but a certain degree of autonomy. Autonomy. Because that's what you didn't have as a public servant. So... I said, well, the only, the only way I'm going to do that is I'm going to have to do a bloody PhD. Right. So that's why I did my PhD, and then I, then I morphed, I morphed into an, into academia, As which what? is what I'm doing As now. What? I lecture now in, in industrial no, relations no, 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 and human resource no, 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 management. No, no, no. I, I want to hear the title, mate. The What's title? title? I'm a senior lecturer. Senior lecturer at Deakin University. You haven't made Aspro yet. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not committed enough. Because I've but that's the story of your life. You leave no, music, then I'm you leave the public service. Exactly. Exactly. Know what's going I, on here? I believe I, I, I'm, I'm a renaissance man, Joe. A renaissance <laughs> man. I'm not. A renaissance otherwise, man. otherwise known as a jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, I've never been fully committed to any one thing in life. I've noticed that. I, I, I like to be able to do a whole lot of things. Uh, and uh, so, like, I still, even though I'm working as an academic, whatever, I still do a lot of music and stuff. So I'm not as committed to academia to pursue it to its nth degree. And probably likewise, I'm not as committed to music to, but I like doing music and I like doing mm-hmm. a bit of academia. Yes, still doing so, singing? Uh, singing. Yeah. What type and of things do you sing? Well, at the moment, my, my latest project is uh, doing, uh, this is the 50th, this year is the 50th anniversary of the death of Woody Guthrie. Yep, it is. It is. And uh, so I did a couple of, I put together a, gr- a group called Bruce Hearn and the Machinists. I hear my laugh, Joe. For Woody Guthrie. Yeah, why do you think I would use the word machine? Uh, Can you think about it? This machine kills fascists. This machine kills fascists. Well done. 
as well as another reason, okay? Woody Guthrie was also associated, and Pete Seeger, with a folk group in the 50s called the Weavers, okay? Who followed on from the Almanac things. The Weavers. And historically, who replaced the Weavers? The Machinists. So I've got... It works for me. So Bruce Hearn and the Machinists... And uh, we put it, we recorded an album of Woody Guthrie songs, and we did a couple of shows. We did one at the Caravan Club and one at the Spotted Mallard, and we've got another one coming up on December the second, Saturday, at the Newport Bowls Club. So, is yeah. that going to be the new Caravan Club? The new no, Bowls no, no, Club? no. This no. is just, no, that's just, this is just the Newport Bowls Club. Right, Nothing to do right. with the Caravan Club. Yeah. Nothing to do. With but no. it's, a, it's a sad that the Caravan Club is. It is very sad. Closing up. Yeah. So, so we had full houses. I, I didn't know. I wasn't quite sure when I put it together. You know, if anyone would be interested or whatever, but um, mm-hmm. they were great gigs. And we had the Victorian Trade Union Choir singing yeah, with us. Yeah, they're pretty good. And, uh, yeah, right. oh, but it was, it was great. It was a real celebration of mm-hmm. sort of, you know, people's culture and working class music and there's some of those great songs of Woody Guthrie. They were just, you know, brilliant. And so that's that's my current thing that I'm doing Can more than anything else. Bars? Oh, look, look, my, this is I've, that type of show. We my, spring questions I've left, on my, I've left my banjo you behind. Don't you don't need your banjo I'm behind. I'm going to tell you, fascists, you might be surprised. People in this world are getting organized. You're bound to lose. You fascists bound to lose. So we had a whole crowd singing that along with us. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was good. Yeah. So... Did you put anything out on a CD or did something? We did. We did, indeed. What? Put out Songs of Freedom. Oh, you're kidding! It's, called? it's a bit old-fashioned, isn't it? Songs of Freedom. Well, Woody Guthrie's old-fashioned. He's from the he's from the 30s, yeah. you know. So, yeah. so Songs uh, of Freedom. It's called Woody. Woody. Songs of Freedom. Oh, Woody Songs of Freedom. Yeah. yeah. And have, and what is that on somewhere on a net somewhere on a YouTube? Or yeah, something? you can find it. Well, you can. I don't think. Yeah, you can find you can find it on iTunes. iTunes. You can find it mm. uh, whatever, and uh, you can. You can get it from 3CR, actually. I've left a few copies here. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know who's, who's, who's left them at 3CR. put them under, under there. might have snaffled them up. Yeah, yeah. That would have, gone. Mate, would have been stolen. Your mate Joe's got them. Anyway. No, he's not, that's not Joe. That's Little Joe. I'm Joe. Well, okay. He's Little okay. Joe. Get it right. Well, little, <laughs> jo- little, jo- little Joe's got a couple of copies. You know, get it right. Around this... Around this okay. Look, you've really touched a sensitive point here, mate. There's Joe and there's uh, Little Joe, all right? We had it you, out. Now, you haven't, out. you haven't listened to this CD. No, I, I haven't. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I was expecting that you had... What for? No, I'll tell you why. Because being um, a great anarchist that you are, Joe, <laughs> I, I was expecting to be chastised. What for? Well, one of the songs I recorded mm-hmm. was a song called Two Good Men, which has also sometimes goes by the name of Sacco and Vincetti. Yeah. yeah. Which why, one? Why would I? Well, I'll tell you why. I'll what tell you why. Well, I'll you tell made you... them into communists, did no, you? Well, no, come yes. on, come on. Let's get this. Well, get this sort of. Out. Yes. I'll tell you oh. why. I'll tell you why. Explain. There's a line. There's a line in the song where the judge Thayer, who uh, people mm-hmm. who don't know, mm-hmm. they were two. The <clears throat> they were two anarcho syndicalists, yeah. Italian immigrant. Workers, you know, trying everybody to trying to. No, not every not everybody does, Joe. Yeah, so uh, anyway, and they were they were, exec- they were they were framed on a on on a murder there, there charge. Were mass, there, were, there were demonstrations of over twenty thousand people in Melbourne. I know, I know, I know. I know. Protesting against yeah, yeah, the executions. Anyway, when they were when they were arrested and whatnot. They were because they were they were they were they were they were anarchists really more than anything else. But by the time they were executed. The red scare was on, and anyone who was left was called was branded as communists. And because of that, when um, an Irish uh, singer um, 
Christy Moore recorded his version of that song, and he simply called the song Sacco and Vincetti. He used he referred to them as um, communist ratbags was their name. Judge thought the judge called them. The original version of Woody he calls them anarchist bastards was their name or whatever. And I ended up using the communist the line communist bastards. No, for the reason, as I said, because by the time they were executed, the 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 the, the press and everything was, in a sense, they'd been labelled as communists at that time. But in fact, no, no. But I, I tell every time I perform the song, I tell the story and I explain. What do I expect from an old And so I told you, I was ex- I was expecting I was expecting to be chastised. I'm not chastised. You no, no. But I was expecting. No, I haven't listened. But I'd like you to have a listen to it because I think you'd like the. Like the CD, well, Joe. I will, I will. I think I will, you'd like I will, it. I will. I will. We have pick, a listen to look, it. Look, Woody's songs are. Like a, they yeah. are so great. They are. And, they are. Um, People don't understand how simple and powerful they are. They are simple and powerful, but not. Yeah. Not. But. The, but even from musically, they, they are so different. Every mm. song is different, but it, they each song tells a story, mm. and um, that's what. And when we recorded this CD, I said, "He said, well, what sort of instrumentation are you going to use?" I said, "Well, we're not having anything electric." Right. I just want really simple acoustic instrumentation, mm. no drums. So we've just got banjo, guitar, mandolin, and a little bit of accordion. That's mm. it, and the human voice, so that it's all about the song and the stories. And the songs are just absolutely brilliant, you know. And the div- the hardest part was choosing which ten songs to put on. He re- what he recorded, or not recorded, sorry, he wrote over two thousand songs. So, so picking out which song to record it's wasn't 50 easy. Fifty a year if you live for wasn't, forty years. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. fact, he it's one, one a week. At one stage, is in nineteen. I think it was nineteen thirty-nine, or yeah. might have been nineteen forty. Whatever. He was. He got. He, he was employed by one of the big. Uh, they were building a big power station mm-hmm. somewhere uh, in the U.S. I forget the name of it. But anyway, he was employed on the basis of so much a, a song. He, he would write, uh, and uh, by the it was part of the the, the New Deal. Roosevelt yeah, were yeah, putting yeah, money into yeah, big yeah. projects and things like that. And Woody Guthrie worked worked with them for three weeks, <laughs> and he wrote thirty two songs or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> they thought he was going to come up with one song or two songs. He was writing a song a day. Yeah, he was giving yeah, them to yeah, him. You know, so. too. That's right. Uh, well, the man had a work ethic, unlike yeah, a lot of other people yeah. that I know. Well, he would write. Woody would write things down. Often, they, often they weren't fully developed songs. He'd often just write down lyrics and then stuck them in his pocket or yeah. shove them somewhere and forget about them. You know, Have and you that, written and, any songs? You know, Have you written any songs? Written lots of songs. Yeah. Tell us some yeah. of the ones you're really pleased well, with. Well, when I say a, a lot of the, a lot of the songs were, my, were from my band Strange Tenants, mm. my brother was actually the main songwriter, and he wrote a beautiful song called "Grey Skies Over Collingwood." Now you're looking at me, Doug. You've, you've, you've never heard it. You don't know what I'm talking about. It is one of the best songs about Melbourne, I reckon, ever recorded by. Is, is it by about Melbourne or about the club? Well, it's about Collingwood, about the suburb, the about suburb. the suburb, the suburb yeah. life and the, the the and the changing as the suburb has changed and and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. The only thing I remember about Collingwood because I used to come down here in the early 70s, 70, 71. I remember the graffiti. Where'd you come from, Joe? Where were you coming uh, from? Brisbane, mate. It's disgusting. Excuse I used, me. I used I've answered all your questions. Yeah, I think it's about yeah, time. I'm telling you, mate. So where were you coming from when you were coming into Collingwood? Where uh, were you coming I was from? Coming, I was coming to see the Collingwood Three. No, but store. where were you coming from? Was the question. I told you, Brisbane. Oh, Brisbane. Yes, you don't no. listen. I didn't know. Good. No, you're, you're not a no, good, you're, you're not a good I was, interviewer. I was listening. When you interview, you, you always you were mumbling. Listen. You were no, mumbling. I couldn't no, hear you, it. Well, 
if you're the guest, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as an interviewer, you have to make allowances for people. Right, okay. I mean, you okay. may be a bloody musician, but you can't interview for shit, all right? Let's get... Dale's disgusted. So, now, let, no, no, seriously, yeah. let's get back. Let's yeah. get back. So, what plans? Have you got any other plans to do any other recordings? Yeah, well, with, with this, we've now got this group, Bruce Hearn and the Machinists, and I see this as being a long-term sort of political folk group. Right. Uh, not, not just politics, but but you know, with an emphasis on 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 social activism and no and drummers, no drummers, no electric instrumentation no. whatsoever. Just I've got I've got the wonderful Kavisha Mazella. I don't know if you know yeah, Kavisha. I know Kavisha yeah, Kavisha. Um, she's she's part mm. of it. She's mm. oh, geez, she's angelic the way yeah. she sings. She's mm. got and she's a great musician. I've got a mate of mine, Chris Pascoe, who plays piano accordion, and mm. and then another. Another mate of mine, Peter Borky, plays double bass, and mm-hmm. just just the four of us, um, and we end up usually have sort of three part harmony going, and yeah. it's it's great. I'm just I'm absolutely just loving it. Right. So how does it get gigs these days in Melbourne? Oh, it's easy to get gigs. It's hard to get a gig that'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the problem. People expect I think it for people free because it's on the net. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's no the the whole economics of the music. Well, the music industry it's always been as I said it's always been fucked, but it's it's much worse. Mm. Nowadays, you the only advantage is sorry you, you wouldn't do it for money. You don't no. do it for In money. fact, my my son who's who's 22, when he was finishing uh, school, he was trying to work out what he was. He wanted to go and do some further studies, and yeah. he's a really good jazz drummer. Mm-hmm. And he was thinking of going to. No wonder you haven't got a drummer in your band. He was thinking, with you, did you? No, he was thinking of studying uh, jazz drumming at the VCA. And oh, I yeah. said to him, I said, mate, I said you do whatever you want to do. I said, you got you got to be passionate about it. Whatever you want to do, you do. I said, but you do know the difference between a jazz drummer and a large pizza. And he said, what? I said, a large pizza will feed a family of four. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so he didn't, he didn't study jazz drumming at VCA. I don't know why. Oh, he's doing anyway. law like you and they're not using <laughs> no, the No, no, no. He's doing a Bachelor of Communications, which he's just other, finished. You got any other kids? No. I've, no. Got, a, I've got a stepdaughter right. uh, who's grown up. And uh, yeah. that's it, but yeah. just the one you son. still in a relationship or? No, no, no. no. I've, uh, I'm in the process of being divorced as we speak. <laughs> That's a good question. You're in the process of being divorced. I love it. In fact, fact, we reached our financial settlement just last week. Did you? Congratulations. I'll shake your hand. Because that's the main thing at your age is the financial settlement, isn't it? There there wouldn't have been much uh, left from the music royalties, would there? Don't talk about it, Jack. Change the subject, please, for Christ's sake. It is is such a common occurrence, you know. you just follow in your dad's footsteps and mum's yeah, footsteps. You exactly. wait till the kids are old enough exactly. and then you piss off. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Fuck, I'm sorry. Yeah. How about your academic career? How's that going? Is that <laughs> oh, a bit more successful? Touch wood. I've still got a job. <laughs> I, had to ra- I had to race here. I was teaching this afternoon. What were you teaching? What was I teaching? I, I know teaching you do industrial and all that stuff. Industrial relations and, and slash human resource management, which I tell my human students, I tell my students is sometimes referred to. I've got friends in the in the in the in the coal mining unions. Yeah. They in some of the in some of the coal mining towns in New South Wales and Queensland, they refer to it as human remains management. <laughs> That's right. I've got. Look, I, I hate to say this. I've got a niece in Queensland in Brisbane. She's one of the best human resources managers you'll ever get. They walk in and she just fires them. Mm. And we always have a lot of fun when we mm. see her at Christmas parties. Yeah, <laughs> She's yeah. a tough gig. So you yeah. teach people how to fire people, do you? No, no, I don't at all. What I do you teach them? I teach them a critical approach. A critical <laughs> approach to what? 
What? You're into robots. No, that's I don't. Why it's, it's, no, it's no. Bruce see, Turner, see, the machine. There's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference between. See, you can teach people how to do something. Yeah. Or you can teach teach people how or how it operates mm. and and why it operates, so that you know uh, they understand the role in of, of HR in organisations, mm. rather than. Teaching you how to be an HR manager. I don't teach. I don't teach that. Right. I figured you ever think that unions are going to get out of this um, legal trough they find themselves in at the minute, where they've almost been legislated out of existence? It's funny you should you should talk about that, Joe. I, I'm thinking in two years' time, it'll be the 50th anniversary of the jailing of Clary O'Shea, and I remember when. Uh, Chloe O'Shea was the head of the tram workers union down here and uh, the government tried to uh, fine him a whole lot of money or fine the union money for you know what they called illegal strikes and things like that and uh, he refused to pay the fine and he was he was jailed within about three days there was about one or two million Australian workers on strike Mm. all over Australia and uh it took about two days for the hat to be passed around at the Melbourne Club <laughs> to pay the fine <laughs> to get, get him out, out of jail. Right. And looking back, I actually think that was probably the high watermark for yeah. unionism yeah. because since then, uh, unions. Look, part of the problem, this is which is very you're getting very deep and meaningful with me here, Joe. But part of the problem now, I think, is some of the unions, even really good un, you know, really good unions ostensibly militant and all that sort of thing, mm. have got so much money now, unions have got used to now paying fines. And I, it always, whenever I read a union's, you know, mm. been fined so many million dollars or hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars and they pay it, you know, yeah, right. I always think, Clary O'Shea wouldn't have paid it. No. He would have said no. you can go and get stuffed. Yeah. Mm. And once you go down that ro- route of falling into mm. line, in a sense, accepting the system, unfortunately... I think it's all almost all over, you know. But yeah. maybe I'm just naive. You we'll know? see. We'll see. Now, have you got any plans for the future? <laughs> um, what do you mean, the next five minutes? No, 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 the next 24 no. years. Ah, oh, well, you know, I'm hope, I hope that you can, you can get me back in 25 years and I'll do another interview if you want and we'll, we can oh, talk about mate. what if else I'm I've interviewing done. 25 years, I need to be shocked. But do, <laughs> I have to, yeah. What have, you, what have you got planned? I must to say... No, 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 no. It's, look, I'm interviewing no, you. What I, are your plans for the next few years? I don't think, I don't think, plans? That, don't think no that plans? far. Don't think uh, that far when are you going to throw you out of university and you've got to work out I your nursing the time, I reckon the time's coming. Actually, I reckon if, if, if my bosses hear this interview this afternoon, That's it. it could be... Could uh, be. I could, could be responsible my, for you. My, my nameplate <laughs> might be removed from my office door tomorrow. But you lose your parking spot. That's the key. Uh, Do you yeah. lose your parking? Once they take your nameplate uh, off your parking spot, you know you're finished. It's all over. It's all know, over. And then the security yeah, guard yeah. kind of puts your stuff in. No, I actually would, would look. I would look forward to a period where I can just do stuff like music, no. but without any economic pressure, without no. having to do it for money. Just doing it, doing it things for the love, for the pure love yeah. and passion of it. So if people want to get a hold of your music. What have they got to do? Well, they can look on, on YouTube. On, you know, on, on Facebook, you can look up two things. You right. can look up Bruce Hearn and the Machinists. With no E. Yeah. With no E. Yeah. Bruce Hearn and the Machinists. Mm-hmm. Or you can look up my other band, Strange Tenants. Mm-hmm. 
um, and you'll f- also find stuff on YouTube and mm. iTunes and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. You're going to find this very unusual for me. I actually remember the strange tenants. No, you don't. You're yes, I do. You're I'm not it making it up, no. You, you, I I've don't. Heard, I've how many gigs in Queensland did you do? And hang on, how many gigs in Queensland did you we do? We used to do a lot. In fact, we were very yeah. big in Queensland. Yeah, well, did, we you, go, did, did it, you go to the University of St. Lucia? Yeah, that was where, trip, where the radio station Triple Z yeah, was based. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, uh, we used yeah, to. No. We used, I, I, not, not that I liked it, no, but I remember no, the no. name. Yeah, and yeah, I remember, no. In you know. fact, I remember when Bajelki Peterson had. Yeah, there, was, yeah. there was a big Sequeb dispute That's up right. in Queensland. You were up there? Uh, well, we were up there, and so there's a power blackout. All right. So we hired a massive truck with a power generator put it on, did a gig at a pub and made the gig free entry for any of the Sequeb work, workers that were that were on strike or whatever. And uh, So I remember that was, I think that would have been 83 or yeah. something like that. Now so some young chap or young chappess slidles up to you in a bar and says mate, yeah, you're full of shit. No, 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 no. I don't know that. They'll say mate, what can I do to change things? Change things? Hmm. Yeah. I think you have to be you have to look for people who are genuine and authentic and listen to them and engage with them i think there's not enough there aren't enough real people around i think that's i think that's part of the problem you know but in terms of big i've i've you know i've i've struggled and i think a lot of people on the left struggle with coming up with this idea and I think part of the problem with the left at the moment I'm using this the word yeah, left I understand, in I understand. a very broad sense yeah. is the left is very good at identifying what's wrong with things We're, you know capitalism inequality greed war and all bad, that sort of thing we are very things. bad at providing a realizable alternative yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what a lot more attention has to be right. uh, given to that. And uh, great. Anyway. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Bruce Hearn. Without an e, it was a pleasure to know that you listened to your mum, and great. that your final advice was the type of advice your mum would give to you. No thank worries. you very much. Thanks, All Joe. And I just wish I lived in Northcote so I could vote for you. Ah, oh, it's very kind of you. I'll get. You may know somebody. All the best. Thanks, mate. Yeah,